The following podcast may contain content that is not suitable for all ages or sensitive ears. Please be responsible. Thank you, and donkey. Hello, Save Them family. Landon here. So we uh, had a pretty cool episode last time um, throwing out just a bit of an overview from SABC, the South African Broadcasting Corporation, I guess, um, who had a, a good conversation about the state of sex trafficking in South Africa and uh, kind of what's going on with the authorities and all that. And today we want to highlight a different part of the work we do. Um, we rescue victims who have been involved in, um, they, they refer to it as knocking. Um, typically it'll be a human trafficking victim who is assigned to knock. Um, knocking is stealing, basically, so they have to steal different things. Um, but there are actually coordinated gangs, if you will, or um, crews that go out and do the the knocking as well uh, at a more coordinated level. And then they pay up to their handlers, and they're um, you know controlled by the drug trade and all that. So uh, that's another aspect of what we we deal with. Uh, you often find that these crews are uh, recruited and controlled within uh, low end housing and squatter type environments. Um, these are very rough, rough places, um, very un, unfit for human occupation. And so uh, I'm going to play the audio here of this clip from a, 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 a program called Carte Blanche. Carte Blanche is a show in South Africa that goes in um, does undercover work, goes into tough places, and brings to light things that people don't really know is going on, um, or they uncover corruption, things like that. So I'm going to put the link to the the video version of the Carte Blanche episode as well. I recommend that you watch that so that, so that you can see exactly uh, what it looks like in these places. So you have a feel for when our teams roll in and when we're um, helping get people out um, and when children are being trafficked, you have an idea kind of what these environments look like. So, okay, well, we are going to hand it over to the carte blanche team here. And, uh, don't forget to join us in the next episode where we will be looking at the illegal mining, um, and the groups called the Zamazamas and, um, and how people end up being trafficked through these mines. And it's a case that we've, we've been working very hard lately. A whole bunch of kids were trafficked through this type of environment. So, um, we're going to end up doing, I think about six parts, uh, to this series, um, all in all with our mission scope series. Uh, but those, these are the next two installments. So please enjoy, uh, enjoy. I don't know if that's the right word, but, um, please gather as much education and knowledge as you can from the following clip from carte blanche and we thank you to give big thanks to carte blanche for taking the time to go into a place called the funny farm and uh, as it's called on the streets and to actually expose that these operations are going on so here we are and we're going to hand it over and this is landon out cheers when a viewer got in touch with us asking for an investigation into the goings-on inside a small poverty-stricken settlement near Alberton, south of Joburg, we never imagined the extent of the lawlessness we would encounter. 
but a sinister and sophisticated criminal element has taken root and even heavily armed police and security units appear powerless to restore order. The story includes content that may upset young and sensitive viewers. In late April, the owner of this block of flats in Rosettenville in central Johannesburg was murdered here. After his burnt remains were found in a park behind his house, his killers were traced to Alberton, south of the city, to an informal settlement in the middle of a residential suburb. Notorious for criminal activity, the killers may have thought they'd find cover here, but they were chased out and later arrested in a deserted house down the road. The people in the settlement don't want to attract unnecessary police attention because, well, funny things happen in this place. That's how it got its name, Funny Farm, and why they call themselves farmers. In the crevices, behind curtains, wood and scrap metal, families live amongst felons, drug dealers, thieves and rapists. Only about 130 people live here in an area the size of two street blocks. We are told to watch our step, so we get back up before going in. The farmers don't want us here. <laughs> Hiding from our cameras, they insist we're trespassing on private property, but we know differently. These buildings are hijacked, the land around them illegally occupied. It's actually difficult to describe to anyone what it is that we saw there. It's you can't understand how people can live like this. You know, there's different families in small little rooms and it's dirty and it smells and it's totally inhospitable. I, I can't even fathom what it must be like living day to day in a place like this. But beneath the severe poverty lurks a sinister secret. Charities and churches deliver food and clothes to the camp only to be sold on. Many of the squatters sell anything they can lay their hands on, part of a criminal network operating in Alberton and the greater south of Johannesburg. Karen is one of them, a self-professed criminal. She has been a farmer for over three years and agreed to talk to us if we kept her identity secret. So we had to pick up Karen and take her to a remote location because if we interviewed her anywhere near Funny Farm, we may just put her life in danger. There's different crews for different things, uh, hijacking cables, you know, electrical cables, um, house breakings. She tells us most farmers sleep during the day, but when the night comes, they hit the streets. 10 o'clock, the first crew goes out, the scouts, they go and check for cameras in the hood. Usually a team leader, he decides which area we, uh, we hit for that night. They're always a team one. If they mess up, everybody gets locked up. The second group is the one with two persons, always with two persons that's um, got the knowledge for electricity and cameras. 
the third group is the ones that um, take the stolen goods and sell it. They steal anything they can find, making life unbearable for Alberton's residents. Break-ins, whether it's residential houses, um, uh, companies. Melinda Bierkes lives down the road from Funny Farm. I mean, your car's parked in your driveway and they come and steal all four mag wheels and leave it on bricks. Um, break into the car, take tablet. Break-ins into the houses, uh, plenty. Stealing of cars. I mean, it's just, it just goes on and on and on. Melinda has been hitting brick walls trying to bring the issue to the attention of the authorities. Finally, she contacted us to help expose what happens in the camp. It's affecting everybody. It's just extending to not just Alberton or Alberton North or what it, to all the areas. So the people are all, I think they're just sick and tired. They've had it with this yeah. because nothing gets done. Yeah. Melinda used to help the children in the camp, but since drug dealers took control around two years ago, it's become too dangerous. There was a caravan park in, in, in Alberton North, at the industrial side of it, uh, where there were people living there in caravans, uh, really families that were struggling. And it was never a problem. So when that place was sold, they moved over to where they are now. It was still fine. Until people moved in, that started the drug dealing and who knows what else. The drug dealers forced the residents to pay rent. The, the room I'm staying in, I didn't even have a choice. Uh, they just decide, OK, you stay there and you there. They split you up if they want to. If you're a family, they split you up. Uh, I ended up in one of the drug dealers' rooms right next to him. And uh, he wants me, either I have to pay six or I have to pay 250 a week. When you say they, it seems like there's somebody that's controlling this or in charge of this entire place. There's, there's, there's actually three people in charge and then one, the man, uh, the one that was in charge has been locked up. Now the one that's taking over, oh, he's even worse. You know the rules, so keep to the rules, or you will, you will see yourself, he will get to you. The drug dealers sublet property that does not belong to them. The rightful owner of this land is the Gauteng Department of Education. This building here on the left and the one on the right belongs to the Gauteng Department of Education. It used to be an old education center, but as you can see, for many years, it hasn't been used for the purpose that it was built for. Throughout our investigation, we reached out to the department several times, but they insisted on dodging our questions. And every time we returned to the camp, we uncovered more shocking stories. There's a lot of innocent people there that's doing things they don't want to do, you know. So you do pity crime and everything gets handed to the drug dealers and from there they decide who gets what or sometimes you don't get anything at all. And the dealers have buyers for all the stolen goods. But Funny Farm is also a one-stop shop for drug addicts traveling from far and wide. Others have more expensive and sinister tastes. There's a market for everything. 
from a vehicle to a child. There's a market. It's like a drive-through. Many tell us how children are sold in the camp, sometimes by their own mothers. We meet two little girls who used to live in the camp. Now housed in safety, they tell us how they witnessed a neighbor sell her own children. Some of the girls, when they, they fall pregnant, I always wonder what happens to this baby. Because this girl is so on crystal meth, so bad on drugs. Then you get this Samaritan that stops in BMW or Mercedes Benz and offers them money for this baby and just sells this baby as if it's nothing. Local welfare says Funny Farm is a dangerous place for children, but that it's not easy to remove them from their families. We've removed eight families' children up to now in the, lo in the last three years that I've been here, um, all related to drug. Mm -hmm. um, abuse of drugs, um, both parents on using whilst pregnant, the mother, children um, at risk, having, you know, withdrawal symptoms. She says they are aware of children being sold, but that it's very hard to intervene. Do you even have an idea of how much of these kids are being bought for? If, if I mean, if it's gone to that extent. You know, um, there's an attorney who works um, in Alberton. She's based here with a firm. And she does a lot of children's court matters. Yes. And she said that it was 140 some odd thousand. We need a vehicle there to stop anyone exiting and then from the front. Like welfare, the police are also aware of the goings on inside Funny Farm. Teaming up with private tactical teams, they often raid the camp. Today's operation, which they've let us film, has gun runners in its sights. It's no secret illegal weapons are hidden here. Within hours of a tip-off, police and other personnel swoop on the camp. One more illegal weapon is discovered. The rest seem to be fake guns used for hijackings and robberies. The drug-dealing kingpins have a head start. They escape long before the police enter because surveillance cameras are set up across the camp. Even in this stall at the entrance, where more than just fruit and veg are sold. The main kingpin lives here at the back of the camp. When police enter his private quarters, he has long gone. Where's point? Where's point? Monitors for the cameras across the camp are set up in his room. His wife keeping a watchful eye on things. No, I don't know about what All these things And even if the police perform regular raids such as this one, they're not a long-term solution. The rightful landowner must step in and close the gates nearby residents say. That place needs to be closed down. They need to, that needs to be closed down. Mm -hmm. And a proper shelter for homeless people yeah. needs to be built. The Gauteng Department of Education, or GDE, is the only authority that can act, but denying any responsibility, it says the buildings fall under the control of the Department of Infrastructure and Development. But the GDE never signed off this Alberton property as a closed or gazetted school. So it's responsible for what happens here. And while the buck is being passed, there's little hope for people like Karen. So is this life every day? Are there no alternatives? Is there nothing else that you can do? I, I guess there is. 
I'm, I don't know. I've, I've been doing work, domestic work, and any kind of work I can do. But as soon as they hear I'm from Funny Farm, the job's finished. I, I don't have a job anymore. So it's, it's impossible to get back on your feet if you can't get an income. Thank you for watching our stories here online and please subscribe below to become part of our YouTube community and be notified when we upload our latest content.